Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message. You are welcome to visit us at 1800 Apostle Johnson Way in Annapolis, Maryland, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And be sure to check us out at www.thefcca.org. How many free people we got in here today? Free to bow down, free to worship, and free to dance in front of the Lord. How many free people we got in here today? Because he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. See, I'm somebody who was bound up one time, but not today. Hallelujah, I'm free. I'm free. I am free, and you are free. And you ought to give him some praise because you are free. Free indeed. No longer bound up with lies. No longer bound up with deception from the enemy. I'm talking about freedom, y'all. Freedom feels good. Freedom feels good. Freedom feels good. I don't have to worry about what you think. I ain't got to worry about what you say because I'm free. And more so, he made me free. So I'm free to go to him in any way that I need to, that I want to. Broke down, messed up. Ha, ha, ha. But I'm free. Y'all free? I said, are you free? Does it feel good? Hallelujah to be free. It feels good to be free, y'all. Ah, bless y'all. Y'all ministered that song, didn't they? Free to bow down. Free to worship. Just free to be me. No pretension. I don't have to try to be like somebody else. Because I am who he made me to be. And all we need to be is who he made us to be. So be who he made you to be. Don't try to live up to nobody else's expectations. Just be who God called you to be. Because he is the only one that you have to answer to. Free to bow down. huh? Free to worship. Sometimes people don't understand your worship. But that's all right. Because they haven't been where you are. They haven't been through what you've been through. I just want to take a moment to thank God because huh, he made me free. God is good all the time. I want to take a moment just to bless my mom. I thank the Lord for her because anytime I say I'm somewhere, my mom going to show up for me. My nieces showed up for me. My son showed up for me. Praise the Lord. I'm going to preach next week so they can come back again. Amen. They know how much I love them. Praise God. There's a word from the Lord. I'm not going to be before you long, but I'm under the subjection of the Holy Ghost, so I'm not in control here. So just in case it take a little bit longer, y'all bear with the Spirit. Amen. You can turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 12. I'm reading from the NIV version. When you found this, say amen. You need me to wait, say, hold up. Second Corinthians 4. You still need me to wait. Are we good? Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. 
On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, this is Paul speaking, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, may his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Somebody say, but. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Let us pray. Empty me of myself, God and fill me with your power. Speak through me, Lord God, the way you will have me to speak, Lord. Let the audience, Lord God, the congregation, see you and hear you in the name of Jesus, that your word will fall on good ground. And I promise never to take any credit for the work that you've done in me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I've read verses 1 through 12. I'm going to focus on verses 7 through 12. When you hear the word treasure, what comes to mind? Is it your Burberry shirt or your Adidas tennis shoes? Maybe it's your Ralph Lauren sweater or those outfits you just got from Forever 21 and H&M. It might be the latest pair of Jordans or your true religion jeans your iPhone, or those Uggs your mama and daddy bought you. For the more mature, it might be your Michael Kors, Dooney and Burke, or Coach Purse. Maybe it's your Christian Louboutin red-bottom shoes. For some, it may be your Gucci or Louis Vuitton luggage. For others, it might be the Infinity, the BMW, the Lexus, or the Cadillac you drive. Your treasure may be your bank account or your 401k. It could be your children, your husband, your wife, or that six-figure job. You see, all of these things I mentioned are fine things to have, but ultimately, they hold no real value. They are merely tangible, immaterial things that will waste away. What exactly is your treasure? What do you hold valuable? And have you, or do you ever... Think of yourself as a treasure. The Encanto World English Dictionary provides three definitions of the word. It is defined as jewels and precious objects, something of great value and worth, and somebody highly valued, like Michael Jordan, 
LeBron James, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey, Warren Buffett, or Bill Gates. But I submit to you today that you are somebody valued, and you're not just valued by your friends, but you're valued by God. At times, it's hard for us to see how valuable we are because we have this tendency to focus on our shortcomings rather than on our value. In our human frailty, we rewind the mental tape over and over again about what we did or didn't do. We regret words spoken to someone that we love, what we said or didn't say. I shouldn't have left without saying I'm sorry. I shouldn't have slammed the door and never looked back. And now we regret, hoping that the outcome would have been different. I wish I had gone to the hospital, took the job, went on a trip, married the right man or the right woman. I wish I had children when I was younger. I wish I didn't have so many children. I wish I had finished school, took the test, and on and on and on. Sometimes we wish we had a do-over, but we can't undo what's already been done. We can't take back the words we said. Our choices and our decisions make us less valuable. Don't make us less valuable, excuse me. They simply make us human. God sees our actions, but he doesn't love us any less. As a matter of fact, I submit to you that God loves you even more because he sees your brokenness. See, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about hidden treasure in broken clay because we all just a little bit broke down. But there's a treasure that God has put inside of us that if we can just understand what it means to be treasured by God, we will see ourselves a whole lot differently than we do now. See, the first thing is we have to realize our value. That's what I believe God is telling us in verse 7 when he says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay so that the all-surpassing power of God, we know that it's not from us. We are valuable because of the deep treasure within us. It's the power of God. But sometimes we don't realize it because it's hidden in broken clay. Young people, God has given you, called you to make a difference in this world. He called you to make a difference at school. He called you to make a difference at home. And he called you to make a difference when you're hanging out with your friends. See, when you understand who you are, you wouldn't do some of the things that you do. You don't compromise. You be the example. You don't fall into what everybody else is doing. You are the leader and not the follower. Because you got a treasure inside of you. You got power inside of you that you wouldn't even imagine that you had. So in other words, you won't misrepresent Christ when you know who you are. If you show yourself strong to others, they'll look to you. And they want to know, where she get her strength from? How come she ain't doing what other, other kids doing? She bowing her head and saying her grace. She holding on to her self-respect. She ain't lost her virginity yet because she knows who she is. She know what she got is a treasure and it's hidden in a jar of clay. She might not do everything right all the time, 
She might not listen to the teacher always. She might might, might back talk at home. But guess what? She's still a treasure hidden in the jar of clay. We have to protect what lies inside. We have to protect what lies inside of us. People go all over the world searching for treasure, going to gold mines, looking deep beneath the sea instead of looking within themselves. And it excites me to know that God uses delicate, fragile people like us to make an impact in this world. That's how come we can't give up. Verses 8 and 9 tells us that we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. When I thought of that thing, I said, hard-pressed. To me, it's like being in a pressure cooker. And the issues of life they pressing on you, and they weighing you down, and you don't know what to do. What should I do? What should I do? Where should I go? Where shouldn't I go? To be hard-pressed, we dealing with trouble and hardships, dealing with the pressures of life, stuff pressing up against you, trying to get you down. For, for my students, it might look like you're struggling with your homework, dealing with peer pressure. People will tell you that you're too dark, you're too light, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too short, or you're too, you talk too white. But what I say to you is keep talking right. Do not ever try to be someone other than who God made you to be. What I love about this verse, see there's the buts. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. The way I see it is, we take a licking and we keep on ticking. It doesn't matter what comes up against you. As long as God is on your side and you got the power with, within you, you can take it all. I heard a preacher say, God's got a big old butt. And that's what God got in this scripture. He got a big old butt. A big old butt. Yeah, I might be hurting, but y'all might be talking about me, but I might me might have messed up, but it doesn't matter. But God, but God, but God. Perplexed, we baffled. Can't make sense out of what's going on. Asking ourselves, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? What did I do wrong? Not being able to understand. So in our frail and frailty in our humanness, we get a little weak sometimes. But it's just like MC Hammer said, what he said, y'all, can't touch this. And that's what we need to tell the enemy when he tries to come up against us. Can't touch this. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, but they didn't get burned. The clay gets damaged so that the treasure can be preserved. So as we come up against what we come up against, may we be reminded that whatever we face, 
it cannot destroy what lies within. Y'all ought to give yourself some praise because what's in you is greater than what's outside of you. What's in you is greater than what's outside of you. And so for our children, because we think kids don't go through anything, but they go through stuff. And some of them bearing a whole lot of heavy stuff today. You got kids committing suicide, eight, nine years old. You got all kinds of stuff going on with children. There's some children that are raising themselves. Some children in a one-parent home. Or it could be a two-parent home, but ain't nobody paying them no mind. So we need to speak life into our children and let them know, baby, you might be a little broken. You might feel a little jacked up right now, but you a treasure, baby. See, sometimes growing up, we need to, certain things our children need to hear, that you're valuable and that you matter. Instead of, did you clean your room and did you pick up? Yeah, we need to train them up, but we also need to speak some life into our children. So that they know who they are in Christ Jesus. Now what I said, baby, God said you are a treasure, honey. That's what we need to remind our children. Because if somebody reminded me, some of the stuff that I did, I would not have done. So little girls, you ain't got to go look for love in the wrong place or in the wrong face. Because that ain't what you about, baby. You are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are packaged in just the right size, the way God said for you to be. And even for some of our older folk, because we act like we got it all together, because we know how to dress it up and put on heels and put the makeup on and make it look good. But the truth be told, it's a whole lot of broken clay laying around here. And when you find out who you are, you won't have to compromise. Hey, God, you better know that you know that you are treasure in the sight of God. That he made you worthy. And he made you beautiful. And you don't have to compromise. I'm talking about a hidden treasure in jars of clay. What makes it hidden? Because we don't see it all the time. We don't recognize it all the time. We don't realize all the time the power of God that lies within us. Because we've been spoke to wrong. People saying the wrong stuff. And we entertaining it because we really don't know what else to do. But hold on to what God said. Because it's only what God said that really matters. Reject anything that don't sound right. Flee from anything that don't look right. Anything try to entice you. That deceitful, slimy serpent might try to come and tell you some stuff. But see, you got your radar. God gave us this radar. And it's on the inside. And when that thing go boop, you like, uh-uh, got to go. You ain't right. I got to go because you ain't right. Ah. Temptation is real. And no matter how mature you think you are, it's real. So don't ever think that something can't come and slither you away. And the only way it's not going to happen is because you know who you are. So keep on fighting through your adversity. Keep on pressing through your trials. Because God is with you in your trials. He said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. 
despite our hardships and our struggles, we are never alone. Verses 10 through 12 tell us that we're becoming more like Jesus when we die to who we are so that God living inside of us can have free reign. He talks about being given over to death for Jesus' sake. Being given over to death, that's our brokenness. And sometimes we don't realize the beauty in brokenness. But our brokenness has made us who we are. It's made us better. It's made us stronger. It's given us wisdom. It fixed our nasty attitudes. It put some humility inside of us. It caused us to see people different than what our mind trying to tell us. So we have a little bit more compassion for one another. We show a little bit more love to one another. We can say I'm sorry and really mean it because we've been broken. We can have mercy on one another. So when we see somebody doing something that we used to do the same thing, we ain't got to talk about them. But we can pray for them. We can lift them up because of our brokenness. I call it being more beautifully broken. More beautifully broken. It's not a bad word. It doesn't have a negative connotation. It's only negative when you don't understand what it is. And even to our children, if you feel like you're not accepted, God accepts you. And in some ways, don't think that as a child, God ain't working in you. Because God works in you. So your experience that you go through will make you better to be used by him. Amen? It'll make you better to be used by him. No age, you're right. No age. We've been handpicked by God to be a shining example of hidden treasure and broken clay so that Christ's life may be identified in us. We are dying so that God's power can work in us and through us. And I'm almost done. How many remember the Jack in the Box? Children not gonna remember Jack in the Box. And I was doing this scripture and it came to mind a Jack in the Box. And I was gonna buy one, but it was $24.99. And that was too much money. Jack in the Box was his toy and like a square, square box. And it had a winding thing on the side, right? Had a winding thing on the side. And it would play this little song, Pop Goes the Weasel, or something like that. And you wind it. And every time you wound it, the thing popped up. But then you had to put it down. And you wind it again, and it pop up. And then we had to put it back down. What does that mean? That mean every time somebody trying to push you down, you just pop back up. And when they push it down, you pop back up. And when they push it down, you pop back up. Ooh, pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. Every time life try to push you down, you just pop back up. Wind me up. Pop back up. Wind me up. Pop back up. I'm not down for the count. I'm not down for the count. I might be a little broken, but I ain't down for the count because there's treasure up in here, so I can't stay down. I got to get back up one more time. As the kids say, one more again. One more again. Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. 
I said, Lord, have mercy. When I was down, when I thought I was down, and when they counted me out, and when I counted me out, God said, no, you don't. Wind you up, chick. Wind you up, pop goes the weasel. Wind you up, pop goes the weasel. It ain't over till God says it's over. It ain't over till God says it's over. Hard pressed, but it ain't over. Perplexed, but it ain't over. All kinds of issues, but it ain't over. Hallelujah. We wasn't built to stay down. God didn't make us to stay down. Because it's power. <laughs> it's treasure in this jar of clay. Treasure in here. Can't stay down. God fills us. Instruments. You got clay pots. You got clay cups. And you pour stuff in them. And then they hold something. And that's what we're doing. We hold it. We are content vessels that God dumps his stuff into. So we can go and give out that gift of salvation to a lost in the dying world. Hallelujah. We wasn't built to stay down. So guess what? If you saw him a bad week, just think about that jack in the box. Pop goes the weasel. Oh, what she say? Pop goes the weasel. Because you got to change your mind. Always know that we are victorious in Christ. We got the victory. And when we know that, and children, when you know that, say your prayers at the desk at school. Put some stickies around your house. Put something in your lunchbox. Wherever you need, put it to remind yourself of who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. The same power that resurrected Jesus is resurrecting us, even through our trials. We have the persistence, the determination, the resolve, the power, the endurance, the stamina, and the stubbornness not to stay down. Pop goes the weasel. We are hidden treasure in broken clay. And if Jesus died and rose again, so shall we. I'm done. That's it. Hidden treasure in broken clay. But don't let it define you. Just put your hand on yourself. Say, I'm a treasure. Say, there is hidden treasure in this broken clay. Amen.